Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags, and with me uh, testing out his uh, scarp setup in the in the other rooms, but we pretend we're a million miles apart. It's my son Carlos. <laughs> Carlos, how are you? I'm not too bad, how's yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, just got off watching NXT uh, Takeover and uh, UFC um, on ESPN 15, I think it is at the Apex, Apex Seven, whatever kind of numbers they're giving these cards now. Um, yeah, really interesting card. Uh, let's quickly just knock through these uh, prelims. So we started with a catch weight fight uh, with uh, Timo Valiev losing uh, by second round KO to Trevin Jones. Then we had a, a decision in the welterweights with Matthew uh, Semmelsberger uh, picking up the victory against Carlton Minos. And a first round KO with Jordan Wright knocking out RK Villanueva in the lightweights. And then we finished the uh, prelims with uh, Amanda Lemos getting the decision against Mizuka Inoue. Uh, going into this main card, we actually had a, a late kind of change in this card because uh, of his St. Prue's fight with, uh, with um, is it was it against Manfield, I think he was fighting. Mm. That got called off pretty late in, in the day because... Uh, uh, OSP tested positive to COVID, then tested negative, and then a, a third test uh, came positive. So just for, for precaution, UFC called the fight off and did a bit of a card reshuffle, and we ended up getting uh, Austin Hubbard and Joe Selecki on the main card. Uh, but, yeah, what an interesting main card this were. We had uh, three first-round finishes, uh, a second round finish, and then the the main event that went to decision. But even that was a banger. Uh, so let's start with uh, Rodriguez versus uh, Grant White. Uh, uh, Dwight Grant, sorry, Grant White. I don't know who that person is. <laughs> Making someone's name up. Basically, this was a yeah. It, it looked like a, a a bit of a mixed match uh, kind of fight, but both guys just looked like they wanted to knock the living piss out of each other. Um, I, I think it was uh, Grant that, that started off the, the, the hottest. He got some real shots into into Rodriguez, and we kind of were thinking, yeah, this is over. He gets him down on the floor, and he uh, really starts wailing into him. Uh, great chin bar um, with on Rodriguez, and it, it kind of looked like the, the recent uh, beta fight where it looked like the ref mm. might, be, might be stopping this, uh, but uh, fortunately... Um, uh, Chris uh, Tognone carried on, uh, let let the fight go. Um, Rodriguez was able to recover, and it, it kind of just like it pissed him off, and he just was 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 it just angered him, and he uh, he ends up um, throwing more shots to to Grant. He stuns Grant. Uh, Grant goes up against the the cage, starts stumbling, and um, 
he gets knocked down and he's able to get back to his his knees and then uh, Rodriguez just lamps him with a with a hard left uh and he just he just puts him clean out and uh the ref jumps in and we get uh the first fight of the main card and the first first round stoppage yeah definitely you can't take nothing away from Rodriguez he uh he, he overcome the adversity um early in that round when he took the shots uh off a off an absolute animal uh, in Grant, um, but just goes to show in this sort of game anything's possible. And and Grant just got cracked at the last minute in, in a fight where he was looking that a couple more minutes of him keeping the pressure, he would have won that. But like you say, he just got caught and unlucky for him. But Rodriguez, he were able to make the the right adjustments, the right yeah. changes, and and come back and win the fight. And it, it, it kind of goes to show how uh, a difference of 24 hours can make when uh, there were a big outcry of, uh, of maybe the, the bear to finish being too early. Uh, he was still uh, uh, he was still uh, defending himself, still trying to get to his feet. Mm. And then in this fight, Rodriguez was defending himself and trying to get to his feet and, and Grant was absolutely wailing on him and the ref allowed this to go on. And obviously... Uh, Rodriguez was able to kind of recover and, and get the victory. Is that poss- what we could have possibly been seeing in in, uh, in yesterday's Bellator fight? Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's a good victory for for Rodriguez. Keeps that unbeaten streak running. Uh, and it's a, I think it's a back to the drawing board for Grant. Uh, going into the second fight, uh, someone who's uh, basically made a UFC debut not long ago and coming. Uh, Coming back pretty quick, um, uh, Maria Agapova taking on Shayna Dobson, who was the, the biggest underdog on the card. I think it was plus 800. And uh, obviously Agapova was uh, the biggest favourite with a uh, minus 1,200. And yet this first round, it, it, it showed why Agapova was the favourite. She was incredibly dominant. Um, they both started with, uh, with punches, uh, but... Uh, Agapov was able to to get the takedown. Was able to basically control the fight pretty much from from uh, from the minute one. Was uh, really wailing on um, wailing on uh, Dobson at the beginning. Uh, it looked like this fight was going to end early, just uh, just like the first fight. Uh, but Dobson was able to kind of like hold her own and defend. She was able to scramble up and and get back to her feet. Uh, once they were back on the feet, Agapova again was was still quite dominant, but Dobson was able to score a takedown of her own and able to kind of like transition and, and control the pace a little bit more. Um, Agapova was was good in in her kind of uh, grappling defense. She was able to kind of work her way out of uh, Dobson's attempts at submission and uh, ended up trying to work her way onto the back. Gets a body lock. But just couldn't get the hand, the hands free. Uh, was able to do a little bit of ground and pound, but uh, Dobson was able to escape that first round, and it, it looked like the writing was on the wall for for Dobson. The only issue that that me and Carlos spotted was was maybe that Agapova had a kind of like shot a load a little bit too early there, um, mm. and then it kind of proved it in the second second round. We got into that, and uh, Agapova again wanted the fight down to to the ground. 
uh, and got into uh, Dobson's guard pretty quickly. But Dobson, you could tell she she had conserved a lot more energy. She was able to to kind of power her way out and was able to really do a, a beautiful transition from being on her back and going into mount position and just started wailing into uh, Agapova. Um, and Agapova had no no answer because she was gassed. She was absolutely knackered. She'd uh, she'd done what what Dominic Cruz said in the commentary. Uh, she she had an adrenaline dump because she'd uh, she'd burnt herself out in the first round and uh, this it got waved off and it was a great victory for for Dobson someone whose record wasn't that good coming into the UFC um, I think she's now two and three in the UFC so she's still got a, a negative record but it, it levels her up in terms of a, a full career record four and four uh, yeah and it's a, a a big loss for Agapova who came in on on the back of that uh, Cephas uh, win where the world was at her feet, really. So it's a, a big, big win for Shayna Dobson here. Definitely. Uh, like I said, uh, Agapova, she came in very confident, which you can't blame her. Uh, what was she on, like a, a two, three, four fight win streak or something yeah, like well, that? I think she went into this fight nine and one. Yeah, well, she went into this fight nine and one, uh, obviously coming off, the, coming off that spectacular um, rear naked choke victory. Uh, and she was she in a in a post interview. Uh, she basically said to uh, Dobson, "Stop running away, um, mm-hmm. fight me here." Uh, yeah. So it it doesn't look good. You nine and one, uh, basically shouting someone out who's three and four, and basically you going all guns blazing, and that person making you pay for it. And it just doesn't look good on her part because. Like me and you were speaking about it, she she has a fighting style like Shevchenko's the sisters, and <laughs> she she has like a personality like um, Joanna. So uh, the UFC could have really made some out of her, and um, they, they still can. She's only twenty three, uh, so it's it's not like she's uh she stops. It's just again nine and two, still not a bad record. Twenty three, still a young young woman to be in the UFC. Uh, she just needs to clearly go back and work on not going in too fast because that's, even though on certain fighters it'll work, you can't use that technique all the time. You've always got to be changing your game up and always trying to change your game up. Even that means just step by like step. Um, in this fight, she didn't change anything up. It was just the same tactic as the last fight. Mm-hmm. Go in there and try and finish it as, as quick as possible. Um but then going on to Dobson, congratulations for a victory. But she was lucky that the the ref stopped it when she did because did the ref let that go on for another twenty five seconds, thirty seconds, she would have gassed her arms out, and it just would have this would have definitely gone to a decision. With them both just end up being fucked at the end of the round. Yeah, uh, and I suppose when you're down on your luck in terms of results. Any kind of like moral victory is, is, is something, and hopefully some it'll be a kickoff for for her to to maybe build up a couple of wins in a row, get a little bit of confidence back because it, it can be hard going into a fight like that when you've got a negative uh, record uh, going against someone with with a big heart train behind them. So yeah, I think she's a lot of positives for Dobson, but clearly not a perfect game just yet. Yeah, well. Uh, so it's- 
so going into the next fight, um, the middle of the card, and so far we've had about 12 minutes of action. Uh, this one didn't really add that much. He only added an extra four minutes. Uh, Austin Hubbard and Joe Selecki, two young, hungry kids, uh, have really kind of capitalised on this this pandemic era of UFC by getting in quite a few fights in such a sh- short space of time. I think uh, Joe Selecki only made his debut a, a couple of months ago against uh, against Matt Wyman and, and now taking on Austin Hubbard. Um, yeah, and another first-round finish and another kind of like um, an underdog win here. Uh, so we started with, um, with um, Hubbard landing a body kick. Then we had Selecki firing back with uh, with punches. Didn't really make a lot of contact, uh, but you could see that Selecki was was kind of looking to dictate the pace. He uh, he quickly uh, got Hubbard up against the fence and, and started to like bully him in the clinch, which was his game plan from from day one. You could you could see he got those double underhooks and he was he was just happy using his weight to kind of tire out uh, Hubbard. Hubbard clearly the bigger guy uh, carrying that weight would have would have gassed him, uh, but. Interestingly, Hubbard was able to kind of walk him away. Seleke, again, being the smaller guy, really did well to bully Hubbard back onto the cage uh, and then was able to to transition onto his back. Jumps up, gets uh, the the body triangle and the legs. Hubbard really... tried so well to to kind of break that that leg uh that body triangle uh with uh trying to unhook the ankles but it was to no avail he had he and as, and like you said whilst we were watching it carlos he's it's almost like he had two fights to to be facing at once he's got to watch for the shots and and the the submission from the arms and also the 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 squeezing on the legs to to like uh, gas him out and, and trip him up uh, and unfortunately, he he, he failed. He uh, he was he was unable to kind of keep Selecki from locking in that choke. He tried really hard, and, and fair play to Hubbard. That's a horrible position to be in when someone of of um, of Selecki's skill and, and 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 weight more than anything is, is on your back. It's a it's a it's punishing. Uh, and he he did well to last as long as he did. But once uh, Selecki was able to get that uh, get that chin. Uh, uncovered and, and get his arms free. Quickly got the choke. Hubbard did well to to tap pretty early, knowing that he didn't have anywhere uh, any way out. And he'll live to fight another day. It's a lesson learned from the, these two kids are both young. It's a big victory for Selecki, uh just about to to be a father for the first time. So props to him. Uh, yeah, and a, a really good fight, um, but a good victory for for Joe Selecki. Definitely. Um... Guy came in hungry, came in, came in to show what he what he were about and what he wanted to do. Uh, I say the guy's twenty six um, in the lightweight division, uh, so it's again another young guy who who's potentially got quite a few years um, the, uh, ahead of him. Uh, he's also put on the, an impressive um, sort of win streak. Uh, another guy who's come out of Dana White Contender Series, coming into the UFC to make his debut, winning it, and then obviously now his second fight. And his second fight, he put on a performance, and he he didn't even look tired. It 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 looked like he they should have just put him in there against uh, a top fifteen because mm-hmm. uh, he made it look that easy. Yeah, uh, went in there and did everything like he, he for someone who were uh, so young and, and has only had. 
12 uh, professional farts. Um, obviously, uh, amateur farts is what everyone knows about experience and all that sort of stuff. So it's always good to to get that sort of to get that sort of experience. But again, he's he's clearly got the experience and got the fart IQ. Uh, when he got him straight up against the cage, it was straight head on the chest, um, getting the double unders, um, and then obviously like you were like we were on about when he had the the body triangle uh, when he was uh, fighting for the rear naked choke. Um, he knew uh, the only times uh, when he let go of the legs and and let that lock go. Um, obviously, um, uh, Hubbard were, would have been able to sort of shake him off. But if you noticed in the fight, he not only when he when he did uh, let the lock go, he was still trying to fight for the choke. But it would more of fight for the choke so I can get my legs locked into position again, <laughs> give my legs a bit of a rest. And because that's all he would do, because uh, Hubbard were Hubbard were carrying him. Hubbard were it, he tried at first to to sort of like shake him off, it didn't happen. Then he tried to uh, to basically just lean forward after when um uh, Joe would uh, try to like basically pull him to the pull him to the ground. Uh, but yeah, a great victory for uh, for Joe. Um what else can uh, what else can be basically next for him in this division from a, a performance that is basically just walk for him. He could fight again tomorrow. Yeah, and knowing the the cards that UFC have got coming up, I mean they announced four cards tonight for the next four weeks. Uh, he could definitely be one of those uh, to be determined fighters, um, and I would not be surprised because we've seen a lot of fighters in in this like era where they've fought two, three times so far and and it, it doesn't seem like we, we're going to be uh, changing in the near future. So maybe he can get squeeze a couple more fights in before the end of the year, which for someone who's uh, got a child on the way, that's absolutely brilliant for him. Uh, but yeah, if he keeps up this winning record, he's, he's got to get a top 15 next, surely. Definitely. You can't say no to a guy who's just put on a performance like that. No, exactly. Uh, so let's go into the core main event and... Uh, yeah, uh, Rodriguez and, and uh, Prachnio. This was uh, meant to be one of the opening bouts, so it's uh, uh, Rodriguez must be happy uh, as Larry to the fact he picked up a first-round victory in, in the core main event on a card. Um, really, Rodriguez does not look to me like a, a lightweight. He was absolutely huge compared to Prachnio. That guy must have packed on at least 30 pounds since uh, since the weigh-ins. Um, it just was ginormous. Uh, there was a, a very nervy first like, couple of minutes for him. Both of them didn't really want to uh, kind of um, outreach themselves. Uh, Rodriguez got a very weird kind of stance. It's almost a very wide stance. He's got huge legs, ginormous, really thick legs, but he it keeps him really wide to to um, to be able to use his his uh, his length as a, as like a spring almost where he can fire his shots off. Um, he he did a beautiful uh, leaping knee and, and when they were they were tied up against the cage, his knees looked absolutely brutal. Prachnio was was very aggressive with his shots, but when uh, Rodriguez has you tied up and he's, and he's landing those big, thick, heavy knees, you can see how how, how they can damage straight away. Uh, in the clinch then, uh, Rodriguez landed at that, that elbow which uh, which sent uh, Prachnio to the ground. Uh, Rodriguez followed up with a few punches and uh, Prachnio was clean out. Uh, Rodriguez picked up a, a great victory. Uh, 
really kind of put himself in the limelight, especially after a stuttering UFC career so far. I think he's is now two and two in the UFC, and uh, perhaps you know maybe on his way out because I think that's his his third fight and his third loss. Yeah, definitely. That's what I about to say. This is uh, that might be his third loss, uh, and for for both these fighters, I believe it were a make or break for both of mm-hmm. them because uh, Rodriguez. If he didn't win this fight, he uh, that would have been uh, his sort of third loss. So his first yeah. fight uh, in, uh, I think, no, his, his second or his first, no, his first fight in the UFC, weren't it? But his first fight, his, his debut, he, he lost, picked up a win. Uh, mm-hmm. I think one of them ended up going to a no contest. And then again, uh, a, a loss. So it wouldn't have looked good uh, on his part, and especially with the way everything's going. So this were a, a make or break for him, really. And um, these two, the lot of them, they came in and they just tried to kill each other. Mm-hmm. And they just both and wanted the knockout. And like we were speaking about, we said if it just carried on going the way it were, someone is is going to get knocked out. And um, Rodriguez were the one uh, who were able to pick that up with a brutal stoppage as well, which you, you can't complain for. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Dana White throws him a, a hefty 50 Gs. Is a... mm. To be fair, though, there's a, a quite a few fights on this card that, that could be looking at, at getting a bonus. It's a, yeah, the, the action was, was fast-paced. I mean, even going now, even into the main event, even though this actually went to decision and lasted all 25 minutes, it was a fucking banger of a fight. It was... Two guys, uh, uh, Pedro Munoz and, and Frank Egu, who both come to fight, both have massive hearts. Uh, Munoz has never been finished before, uh, and Frank Egu has obviously been at the top of the tree in multiple divisions now. Uh, dropping down to Bantamweight for his debut, um, and he, he had a tough showing, to be fair. Uh, this was a hard, hard entrance to to a, a, a very exciting division. Uh, the... The first round and the second round were probably the the two rounds that that you could say uh, stood out compared to the rest of them. The first one was uh, was uh, more Munoz landing the hard shots, but uh, Edgar's Edgar's um, combos were absolutely on point. He was landing not only like two shot combos, but sometimes three, four, five shot combos. Uh, but the difference maker was his shots were didn't have the sting behind them that that Munoz's one and two shot combos did. Uh, Munoz um, was it was just working that uh, that kind of right jab on the on the on the the way out for Edgar. Edgar would come in, take a uh, land a couple of shots, and Munoz would would just eat him up, knowing full well that when uh, Edgar circled out, he was going to land that right. And it and it was th- that was the mark of the fight for me. He just landed that right so many times. Um, second round, it was uh, probably the the most different round of the, of the fight. To be fair, because this was more Edgar trying to use um, his uh, his takedowns in his grappling game. He landed a couple of takedowns in this in this round, but they they, they didn't stay uh, stay down too long. And um, I think after this, uh, Munoz pretty much stuffed all the all the opportunities that, that Edgar had. I think he ended up getting two takedowns out of nine uh, throughout the whole fight. Uh, and it, again, it, it just started to be the, a kind of a boxing fight more than anything. Uh, 
Munoz really took control of the centre of that gun and, and Edgar was circling out, coming in and landing those incredibly quick uh, combos and, and Munoz was, was just looking for those heavy one or two shot combos. Uh, the, I thought that the second round was probably Edgar's on on the basis that he landed a lot more strikes. He got the takedown. Uh, going into the third and fourth and fifth round, it was a lot of the same kind of thing. It was... Uh, for me, it was Munoz really taking control in this fight um, with with that right hand, that right hand that he was waiting for time and time again. Edgar didn't seem to kind of have any, for someone who's called the answer, he didn't have an answer to it. He he, he kept getting caught with it. Uh, but Edgar, he, he wasn't going down without a fight and he, he landed a lot of his own shots with this combination. Uh the Munoz kind of switched it up with the leg kicks uh, going into the fourth and, and the fifth, and you could see that they really made a difference. You could you uh, you could see Edgar limping on the, on that lead leg, and you could see the big like well and the the redness on it. Uh, coming out of the, of the fifth, it, it, it seemed to me that Munoz had, had, had kind of like took this victory, uh, but shockingly, the refs. The, the judges uh, gave it um, to Edgar via splits. Uh, one judge gave it 48-47 uh, uh, to Munoz, and the other two judges gave one judge gave it four rounds to one to Edgar, which is quite weird, really. I didn't understand that. Uh, but, yeah, a victory for Frankie Edgar. Pedro Munoz can be a little bit aggrieved with the the, the judge's decision there, but that that's MMA, unfortunately. You leave it into the hands of the judges and you don't know what they're looking for. If if you if you look at the damage, Edgar could probably have a shout in it because he did cut up uh, Munoz early in that second round and and kept adding to it. I think there was a cut on the bridge of the nose, but then again, Edgar had a cut over his eye. Um, so yeah, it was a very swings and roundabout, you know, uh, roundabouts kind of fight. Really fun to watch. A lot of action, uh, and and Frank Edgar makes a makes a statement on his first fight in bantamweight. Definitely, and what a statement he what a statement he made against a uh, against a tough opponent uh, in Pedro Munoz. The the reason he won this fight is because he moved. He didn't stay still. He didn't allow uh, Munoz to put him up against the cage uh, and hit him with clean shots. He were it's like you said, hitting Pedro with one or two shots and then moving, not staying still, not staying in in Pedro's pocket for him to just uh, for him to just get boxed up. Uh, and and for most majority of the fight, try not to get into a a, a war with uh, Munoz. Uh, now I know that's hard with uh, Pedro Munoz, a guy who's got a he's got absolutely phenomenal conditioning, um, who can go for absolutely tons of rounds, um, and who's just constantly trying to throw bombs at you from start to finish, and who's just trying to knock you out. Um, but Frankie Edgar were able to use his his fight level IQ, able to use not only just his not only his head movement and his foot movement. Um, and I say were able to use his own combinations to get out of uh, dangerous situations. Uh, now this was a very close fight between. Uh, th- that's why I couldn't when obviously when we've just finished watching it, you you can't I can't see. And both like losing, I can't see them both winning in a way. It's mm-hmm. it's so close. So uh, the judges could have gone it either way. Both from that judge, you give it like four rounds to to one with Edgar. Uh, he needs to open his fucking eyes. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so it's uh, it, it, it was such a close fight. Uh, Munoz, he, he couldn't feel. I don't think he he should feel too bad about that because losing to a guy like Edgar, but coming off of a of a knockout to a guy like Cody, that's that's not a bad thing. It, losing to Frankie Edgar is not a bad. He's a he's a future future uh, UFC Hall of Famer. He's an absolute legend. He's he's a he's a former champion. Um, so it's not like he's a, a nobody. It's not like he's a, he's just coming unranked uh, and you've just been beat by a, a, a no rank. But then going on to Franca, he's just beat a rank five. He's just beat a top rank opponent in the bantamweight division. Um, and now what you can't say after a, an absolute slugfest like that and, and Frankie being able to not only take the shots at, at that weight clean... Uh, I know people were saying about, oh, what about if he if he's cutting all this weight? Um, basically, what happened to Dillashaw? Like when he went down, um, is it going to make his body weaker? Is he going to be able to absorb the punishment? Now I think he were able to absorb the punishment better at this weight than he did at his last uh, yeah. did at, uh, featherweight. I think the difference, if you if you remember Dillashaw, he looked very sickly. At, mm. at, uh, at weight like he, he he cut way too much weight. Edgar looked like maybe this was his natural weight. That this was the the division for him. Uh, obviously, he's got to the top of the of the lightweight division. Uh, didn't quite reach the the hearts in the in the featherweight division. But maybe this is the division for him. Maybe we can see kind of like a a resurgence from. I think he's thirty eight years old. Uh, so it's possibly the last major run he's going to have at a title. Uh, could it be at, at bantamweight? Well, it, it it could be at bantamweight. It's definitely going to be at bantamweight. Uh, but with the way he's performing, the way he performed um, earlier on, like I say, he's, he's only thirty eight. Steve Miocic is thirty seven, and he's mm-hmm. he's still on about defending his belt uh, a couple more times. Yara Romero is what 30, 32? 42. He's 40, uh, 42, yeah, sorry. He's he's still on about fighting. He's not on about retiring anytime soon. So if Frankie still looks like Frankie now that he does in a couple of years, I see him doing well at this bantamweight division. Um, yeah. And like like you said, and personally, this is the right division for him. Uh, his head coach has wanted him to go to this division for quite a while now because uh, even Frankie knows himself, he's admitted it in front of the camera. He's always... Over the last couple of years, with people cutting weight and all this uh, other stuff, where it's like you're not being able to hydrate. Uh, yeah, you might fight at lightweight, but then if you cut down to featherweight, you might have your, the strength advantage. You might have the reach advantage. You might have the height advantage. All this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, over time, you can't grow. You can't get like massively stronger and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. when you've got guys cutting down to these weights, it, it it's harder for guys like Frankie to still compete against these guys because when when you know how to use the size in a game of inches that matters so Frankie I think this has been the best decision of his career uh, moving down to bantamweight because personally yeah if he stayed at featherweight I reckon that could have he would have retired pretty soon Mm -hmm. Um, but in this way I'd I'd like to see him take a shot at that uh, at that bantamweight run yeah, I do. I think I think it's like I said, it's, it's a great decision for him to go down. Um, but look, let's look forward to to next week's card. Uh, a few fights have kind of uh, 
fleshed out this card up to up to today. There was only Anthony Smith versus uh, Alexander Rakic, the main event um, named. But now we've uh, we've we've just had uh, Magomed Ankaliev versus Ion Kutalaba. We've got uh, Ji Young Kim taking on Alexa Grasso, and we've got a co-main event: Robbie Lawler taking on Neil Magny, which is a which is a, a, a good fight in that welterweight division. So an interesting card next week. Uh, so, yes, yeah, stay tuned to Five Rounds because we'll bring you all the action from that. Um, but, yeah, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby. Follow Carlos here at Kirby underscore Carlos. Follow the show at Five Rounds Pod. Um, thank you for listening. And that is the end. Adios, amigos. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.